forsooth, adverb, archaic. In truth, in fact, indeed. Now used in derision or to express disbelief. So we're back for episode two. Yeah, two, not twelve. Two weeks in a row. We are pros at this. <laughs> you think you've been doing this for a while. At least five seasons worth, or at least no, four oh seasons before we're in fifth season. Are we in fifth season? We are. So we only have one more season and then a movie. They're not going to make a movie about this. Unless something crazy happens this season. You know. Like a gas leak. Isn't there a lot of crazy shit happening this year anyway? Oh, 2020. What a year. But before we go further into the things we want to talk about, what happened this week, let's introduce our guests for the episode. We have the Newmans, Jim and Misty. Hi! Hey, everybody. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time contributor. <laughs> More like fifth-time contributor. A dirty whore lie, Jim. Right. Why are you such a liar? Uh, you know, I, I just like to keep things interesting. Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, definitely up for a movie uh, if we can uh, if we can swing that. Netflix and chill, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Theaters are closed. Are they, though? They're cl- well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Let's not jump the gun. So what we're doing this season is we are pairing every single episode with a boutique or unique bottle of alcohol, primarily in the whiskey or bourbon area. And today, we have a new one. We have Penelope Bourbon. Now, just to give you a little bit about this company, um, the creators, uh, Mike and Carrie Palladini and Danny Pelusi, I think Palasi, Palasi, uh, are from, oh my God, you're bad. From, from New Jersey. And they actually uh, began embarking upon this journey to form an alcohol company. And in 2018, they had a daughter the um mike and we had a daughter in 2018 right and they named the daughter and the company penelope (gasps) i named my company after our daughter (laughs) we're like twinsies except you make more money than me what no the the penelope people okay yes paladinis make more money than me but and actually did you really name your company after tabby yeah um that's really her cool middle name is alaria and my uh photography company is alaria photography did you name the company after her or her company oh the company was after her okay yeah but so they named the company after it and they just they really i mean they're sitting out to create a really great amazing flavor we are testing today their their regular straight bourbon whiskey four grain um, and I think later on down the line, we might even get a chance to try out their barrel strength. But this one is just the basic one. Right, and it smells great. Just, I'm so excited to try this. So I don't know if you guys have poured yours, We're but gonna I'm... going to do the drink protector. I'm going to use the drink protector, which we used wait, last time. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to get the microphone closer so you can hear it, because it's like ASMR. Wow. That does sound awesome. I love it. So, um, very nice. We're using the drink perfector, which, uh, by the way, we talked about this last episode. It is an amazing item, which you pour the fluid or alcohol or coffee of some type into the chamber, and it goes down a copper uh, lining, copper uh, tubing that basically is cooled by ice and drops the the temperature down drastically of what you're drinking. Uh, When it comes to alcohol, you know, you don't want to add an element into, at least for the first time testing it into the alcohol you're drinking because it's going to affect the way it tastes. So this brings it down to the temperature that most people like to drink it at uh, while also not watering it down. 
So it's pretty woodsy smell. Do you, <laughs> do you guys have yours poured already? Yeah, we sure do. It's oh. Got a good wood, right? I I love that that nose on that. That is smoky. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of sweetness. Very nice. Good sweet oh, yeah. smoke. I like it. This is just. This is like um, this is a, a nice sipping hangout, bullshit around hang out with your friends kind of bourbon. It's not like a like a serious get crunk bur bourbon, you know. No, yeah, this is something that you would like say a special occasion or you're basically having a nice night out with the guys and you wanted to commemorate the guys? something. I mean, well, Damn. I don't want to. I don't want to be gender specific here. Wow. Uh, right. I've been talking about a bunch of people named guys, so to hell with you. Are you gonna really gather a whole bunch of people named guy at you one place? I could go to Canada. That place will burn down. Okay. What What do you call a group of guys like people named guy? Is there geese. like a, a... <laughs> geese? A geese. Yes. You okay. Call a group of guys All right. Geese. Geese. I'm down. I don't know. I think it's along the lines of of moose or fish. So guy is the same as guys? Yeah. Huh. I don't know about that. Misty. Or guises. Yeah. I kind of like guises. Hey, you guises. Misty, what do you think of it? I, I really like it. I'm enjoying the the, the, the wafting that comes off of there. It's kind of kind of woody. I like yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Like a... Okay, this is going to be weird, but it's like um almost like a jasmine smell. And... Um... I want to say cedar. You know, what I love about it is is that it's 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 not super smoky on the taste. Mm -mm. It's it's very smooth going down, and it's I could see myself getting in a lot of trouble with this. <laughs> like I could just I'm drinking just a bunch, and not realizing I'm drinking a bunch. You know, yeah, and I I remember something along those lines of of like oh this is an enjoyable drinking whatever, and then I was playing. Do you remember uh, Grand Theft Auto Chinatown? on the DS and uh, I was playing that and I had a, a bottle of it was Baron Jaeger which is one of those things that's like strong it'll punch you in the, in the nuts like real hard but it's so tasty and I just like you know I pour myself a little shot and I'd be playing GTA on my on my DS and I pour myself a shot and it's like all absent-minded and then I'm going I'm getting really bad at this game and I realized I drank two-thirds of the bottle uh, so I imagine this is gonna be along those lines like you just pour yourself a shot and you do something that's distracting and then you end up fucked up without even knowing. Yeah, it's got a really nice richness to it. Um, just just very, very awesome flavor. I like it a lot. I put a little tiny bit on my, my tongue, like a little cup amount of the fluid, and then I uh, I breathed in with it sitting there. Oh, yeah, that's a good And that That's, that's just... a good experience. So Monica is now taking a little bit of water, and she's adding it to it to kind of get it to open up, to change the flavor a little bit. Now, as I said before... I think it's going to make the smoke bolder. Probably. I, I've said before several times, um, you know, you should always try your alcohol neat before you mix in a little oh, bit man. of like water or, or ice cube just to get to a taste of what the palate is in both ways. Because there's no wrong way to drink your alcohol. That's like all smoke now. Ooh, the nose has changed so yeah. much. <laughs> that is just, that is, that is a strong nose now. Yeah, if you like smoke, put a little bit of water in it. Mm. You put a little on your tongue, and it's like you've just filled your entire sinus cavity with smoke. It's amazing how much that changed. Yeah, just a drip it's like of a water. completely different drink. What are you guys doing? Are you guys going to put a little ice in it, a little water? So I just tried it with a little water. And yeah, you're right. The, the change is pretty drastic. It becomes a little less sweet. It's just a... 
the nose. I would say that if you if you don't aren't a huge fan of the smoke, I would definitely recommend doing it neat. Doing well, either doing it neat or putting a, a, a larger cube in there and letting the water slowly dilute. Mm. Uh, where that might give you more of. Let me get a the bit of your ground. ice. I actually prefer it neat. Yeah. Um, the ice is I good. Think it, Sorry, continue. Yeah, I think it, it might be a little better with ice, but I don't have any, so we're just doing uh, we're just doing water. Ooh, yeah, yeah, the the ice is a good in between. It really is a middle. It's, like, a, it's a great in between. That's a situation though that if you don't, if you're a slow drinker and you throw ice in it, it oh, better yeah. be a big cube. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm a slow drinker. My uh, soda ends up flat before I can finish it usually, so it's like. In that situation, if you like your uh, your whiskey or your bourbon a little bit cooler. I would definitely recommend the drink perfecter because oh, yeah. that will lower the temperature without watering it down. I'll be like, oh, shit, it's warm again, and I'll just pour it through. Mm. So what's your guys' final thought on this one? Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. It's uh, it's really, really good. I would probably be one of the people to drink it with a really large rock in there because I'm kind of a slow drinker, and a little bit of, a little bit goes a long way with me. No, I would be uh, I would be uh, tossing back shots of this neat. It's uh, It's really good. Oh yeah, like I said, you can get you can get yourself in a lot of trouble with this bad boy because it is so tasty and it feels so light in your mouth, especially neat. I think that if you like I said, if you like a little bit more smoke, I would definitely throw an ice cube in there, a larger one. And if you like a lot of smoke, like Monica does, just drop some water. Yeah, just a little drip of water will go a long way, man. I mean it's it's amazing. This became a ball of smoke. It's amazing when you think about the fact that a, a little eyedropper is a very, in my opinion, a very important tool in your, your mixed drinks or your shots. It's a, it needs to be in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a little small eyedropper, then you've made a mistake. Yeah, because then you end up splashing way too much water in there, and that's just not good. Mm. That is delicious. All right, well, let's jump into it, right? Why are we waiting? Everybody's drinking. Absolutely. Let's go. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about movies first, because there's quite a bit of movie news. It's the Emmys. Well, we're not going to talk about them just yet, because the most important thing I want to talk about, actually, is when will we be getting back into theaters, and should we? You don't want to talk about Ted Danson? I don't... Why are we dancing? Ted Danson, man. We'll get there. Gosh, calm down. I'm excited for him. So, definitely a good reason to hold off on going to theaters right now. I mean, it's it's an enclosed space. It's usually tight-knit. And I don't trust theaters to not oversell tickets, personally. Now, look, man. When I go to a theater, I'm already fucking annoyed because some asshole's trying to share my armrest on the wrong side of me. I'm like, sorry. Like, no, man. But when it's you, and I'm like, ugh. And there's only one armrest? Like, whose armrest is it? What's the etiquette here? It's, I don't know. Don't touch me, is my, my general. But... Yeah, they're going to oversell the tickets. It's going to be just like the fucking airplanes. They're going to cram in as many people as they can because theaters were dying anyway before this happened. What do you guys think? Look, I you know me. I love the theater experience. I love opening night on a good genre film. Um, I like the crowdedness. I, I It's one of the few kind of jam-packed social situations that I actively look forward to enjoy. I'm not going to a theater anytime soon. Even if they do open up, I'm not interested. Keep your germs to yourself. I'm not doing it. I will uh, sit at home and stream my stuff online uh, like, you know, most sensible people right now. Jim, I'm honestly surprised that you're okay with theaters in general, even before the COVID crisis, because you know how nasty those places are? They do not clean well. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm aware. I'm definitely aware. Definitely be on the camp of, you know, 
people who have lost sandals to the floor of a stadium. <laughs> and just like, oh, yeah, no, and that's not that's not even like candy or chocolate or anything. That's straight up cum. No, that's, that's, that's soda. It's that's cum. straight soda. No, it's cum. It, no, no, it's definitely soda and spilled slushies and all the other stuff that people just don't want to clean up between films. And honestly, it's some of it's on the public too because I'll tell you what, the number of times I've found someone's open face diaper in the middle of a theater. Oh. She used to work at a theater, uh, I think several theaters out in Arizona. Um, uh, no, you're, you're very wrong. It? 100% wrong. Really? Oh. 100% wrong okay. on that. I wanted to blame Arizona. No. Wow, Jim. <laughs> you're supposed to know everything about your wife. Okay, so, no. so tell me how I'm wrong, please. Well, no. First of all, yes, I have worked in movie theaters. Never in Arizona. Really? I thought it was. Never in the state of Arizona. No. But I have worked at multiple locations for multiple chains. And the general public pretty much does the same thing no matter where you go. There's always got to be one person who's just beyond dirty and filthy. People nasty, man. And child waste. So, Monica, let's see if you know me very well. Where did I work for a theater at? I don't fucking know. Fair enough. <laughs> but where did I work for a theater at? Uh, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I worked at a theater. For like two days. No, for like seven months. Barely. Monica, where was that? Tell us about it. That was in Florida. It was awful. People are gross. Um, they had me working in concession for like half a day, and then I threatened to quit, and then they moved me to the box office, and it was fine. I worked in uh, Westwood Village and actually worked several premieres, including Harry Potter, Shallow Hal, and uh, a bunch of other movies. So out of the four of us, I'm literally the only person who has not worked in a theater. Great, guys. Thanks for making me feel included. Theaters are gross, Jim, like in general, no matter what you do. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, not not a line of work that it would appeal to me unless I was like a manager and I could delegate. To be honest, I had no problem working for a theater. I didn't mind the hard work and the cleaning. I just didn't like where, where I worked, how horrible management was. Mm. That was what, what basically made me say, fuck, I don't care anymore. But I mean, that happens. But back to the thing. So um, theaters are closed currently. Um, as they should be but regal theaters is going to be opening up their theaters in august supposedly now i imagine this is a tentative date with the idea of things getting better or not every place but august 21st doesn't seem that far away hey that's the day after our anniversary and isn't it the day after your anniversary too jim yeah, yeah. and strangely yeah. enough the day after my anniversary <laughs> yeah the day after both of our anniversaries wait and that's the day after Jim's anniversary and Misty's anniversary and my anniversary. And my anniversary. And your anniversary? That's oh. so Four-way wedding. It was awesome. That's crazy. It's also uh, the day before the anniversary of me becoming a citizen. So. I tell you right now, once this whole thing is over, we have to physically go someplace and celebrate. Oh, right God, now, the yes. social distancing is frustrating but needed. But we have to have, like, a group... Like anniversary dinner, all four oh, of us. Oh, hundred percent. We Could miss you, you guys like crazy. Oh, so, we miss you too. Yeah, we, we really do. It's it's been nuts. We really miss hanging out with you guys and actually being in the same space. <laughs> Could you imagine having like a like a group recommitment ceremony together? Oh like, god, that would be so bonkers. 
I'm down. That would confuse people. I'm a hundred percent down. Somebody's missing something. And especially, like, especially during the partner swap in the middle, <laughs> when uh, when I take Eric to be my husband. I mean, yeah. I mean, when they say you may kiss the bride, I'm leaning right into Jim. Yeah, as you should. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, fella. <laughs> but but in all things considered, the idea is they they do have a plan though, opening up on August twenty first. Yeah, and it's a bad one, right? Well. Some of it is not bad. Some of it's actually pretty smart. They're shutting down every other uh, register, so they're, they're kind of distancing that out a little bit more. Uh-huh. They're properly marking the floors, uh, forcing social distancing. Between showings, they have a fogging system that apparently is very cleansing and also quick drying that's going to be unleashed on the theater. High colonic? Basically, I think for the theater's case, yes. Like, <laughs> almost like a weird like fog high colonic. And then also, um, they're going to prohibit like spacing in the theaters so they're going to sell at 50 percent reduced ticket mounts and they're going to require at least one to two seats between people between groups i should say not people okay so let me ask you a question you said that they're going to have like tape markings on the floor yeah for like lines and stuff how do they find an adhesive that works through all the the cum stickiness i i I honestly don't have the answer to that the really cool thing that i thought is like why isn't everyone doing this contactless payments I mean, honestly, we should not be paying with cash anymore right now. At least not during this. Mm-hmm. Well, McDonald's has signs that says, please avoid cash if you can. Yeah. It's, like, bad. Cash is dirty. Jim, how dirty is the dirtiest piece of cash that you've ever seen? Oh, I mean, it's always a penny. And it's always, like, <laughs> black and green and red. And just, like, you know, what? where did somebody put this? Where has this been? If this penny could talk, I can guarantee it would just be nothing but screams. Aww. I wanted to douse my hands in sanitizer <laughs> and set them on fire after being handed a bill by a customer that uh, scratched his face, scratched his nuts, and then handed me money. Wiped his ass on okay, it. He might as well licked it. It may have been a little cleaner. Gross. Eric, what was the nastiest piece of money you've seen? Okay, so I received a $100 bill once Ooh. that was soaking wet. I don't know why. I don't know how. But touching it was just the most like upsetting thing for me. Just physically, I felt like I might heave as I received it. And like there was like a, like a you could hear a slish, kind of like a, like a noise of the liquid inside the bill. It was so full of liquid. Okay, I think I got all of you guys beat. Okay, I worked at Six Flags. I was a cash counter. And what I did, every penny that came in and out of that park, every ticket that came in and out of that park, including Hurricane Harbor, uh, I got to count and log. So with that background being said, when I worked during uh, Hurricane Harbor, I had to run all that wet money through the jet scan, which is like a fucking nightmare. And um, I'm still haunted by the beep, beep, beep of a failed error to this day. It's been like a decade. Um, So one of the things that, that stuck in the jet scan machine was a specific dollar bill that was fused to another dollar bill by a wet noodle. Wait, wait. What kind of noodle? Like udon. Ooh. We don't sell udon Ah. in the park. Ah. That's not a thing that we have. (laughs) Someone brought udon from home? Someone had udon in their pocket. So you could say that that wasn't very chow fun. Oh, what, what I what I like to imagine is because all, all those all those bills were soaked. 
is that they had a dry noodle in their pocket. Look, that was And no that name. noodle, <laughs> that noodle got soaked in their pocket when they went swimming in the disgusting bacteria water that is at Hurricane Harbor and just like filled with poop and E. coli. And, uh, and this noodle became <laughs> engorged Oof. from this guy's pocket lint water. So I don't know if you guys listened to our podcast last week, um, but one of the things we talked about was Disney World. And one of the biggest problems at Disney World is that they just had to change the rule so you weren't allowed to eat while walking. Have you guys heard about that? No. I heard about that, actually. I, I hadn't. Um, but uh, question, what am I supposed to do with my turkey leg then? Sit down and eat it like a normal person? I no. don't think so. Yeah. No, you have to. Yeah, like a poor. Sit down and eat it like a poor. It, you, you have to stand in one place and eat your food, consume your food, and maintain social I'm distancing. I'm going to waste so much time. Uh, you know, like if I stopped and ate everything in one place, like part of the fun of Disneyland is you grab a turkey leg, you run to the next ride, you've finished it by the time you get there. You get a corn dog, you run to the next ride, you've finished it by the time you, you get there. You have never run between rides to eat a turkey leg. You have sat down, taken a 35-minute break to eat one of those big turkey legs. Yeah, but it's more fun the way I say it. I, I, I will specifically say, Jim, that people have been doing uh, what you, you're talking about as a way to skirt having to wear a mask, though. And so that's one of the things that people are worried about, about AM, sorry, Regal Theaters, is that they are saying masks are required everywhere except in the theater when you are eating or drinking. And pretty much you get popcorn and a drink, and you can just pretend to be eating and drinking the whole theater and not have to wear a mask. That's what everybody does, though, in the theater anyways. They're yeah. always munching on something. And that's the problem. Yeah, and I mean, that that honestly, now that you put it that way, kind of makes sense. Like, there are people who are going to be disingenuous about it, and, you know, they're going to be eating a bag of chips. They've got their mask on as a chin warmer um, because they're like, ah, chips, give me diplomatic immunity. Basically. Um, but not real immunity, so they're probably going to die. And so people people are really kind of frustrated about this kind of mentality from from Regal because they're all like, you're, you're leaving a loophole for people to abuse and spread in a close, confined area with a re repeating air conditioning system that's going to shove it back into the people's faces, let alone in other theaters. And it's, in my opinion, it's things like this that is basically screwing America <laughs> out of movies. I'm not kidding. It's stuff like this. So uh, did you guys hear about Tenet? Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to that. It, it looks like it's going to be an amazing movie from what little I've seen of it. Um, but I will wait to watch it at home. I, I will wait to rent it on Amazon or whatever. Like, I, I don't need to go to a theater for it. Um, I'll wait for it to, to hit the home video market. Home video. Video on demand market. God, I'm showing my age. The thing about... Um movies and theaters on opening week is that you got people like screaming and standing and clapping and like laughing and jumping and fucking doing acrobatics and shit and like what? yeah like every single opening fucking shit that's why i don't go during opening week i hate it and with what regal is asking to do it's just like i'm gonna be chewing my popcorn and then standing and screaming and then spitting my spittle and speaking moistly to everybody so if, if you're looking forward to Tenet, Jim, I, I have bad news for you. Prepare to have the movie ruined for you. Uh, not by me. That's fine. No spoiler. Uh, oh, okay. I thought I thought you were about to spoil it. I was like, that's okay. You could do it. I know it's for the show. So Warner Brothers is taking Christopher Nolan's Tenet, and they are actually going to release it in over 70 countries on August 26th 
in the U.S. is not one of them because they want to get in theaters and all these other countries are doing a good job at the U.S. Well, I mean, that's what that's what you get if you don't, uh, you know, play nice. You don't get nice things. Uh, we, we screwed it up and we don't get to enjoy things anymore. That's just life now. Enjoy nothing. Select theaters in the U.S. Very limited release. We'll get it on September 3rd. So, I mean, I think we'll have it called by then. That's funny. It's going. The movie's gonna get ruined, and they're 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 done pushing back the date. They're moving forward with a like international release of August twenty sixth. So, we really just screwed the pooch. Can't do anything right. It looks like, <laughs> which is frustrating. Womp, womp. I don't know, like, let's see how many big major releases releasing everywhere but here can go on before people catch on that maybe they need to. Put a mask on and quit being a yeah, jerk. So, so Jim, how are you feeling about being a U.S. citizen now and, and no longer being in New Zealand? Look, New Zealand has done a fantastic job. Um, complete and total respect to Jacinda Ardern, the uh, the prime minister there. She uh, she got on top of this shit 100% immediately, did a fantastic job. Having said that, I still wouldn't want to live anywhere else in the world. Uh, love America. We just need to be better. We can be better. They're not going to take your citizenship away, Jim. <laughs> you know, no, no, I'm aware. You I'm aware. Keep kissing its butt. Jim, you're a citizen now, which yeah. means that you are obligated to talk shit about America. You're actually required. Yeah. I mean, I look, as soon as something comes up that I want to talk shit about, I will. You know, unmarked uh, people uh, arresting protesters, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, in general. Very, very in general, uh, yeah. Another thing that you're also required to do, Jim, is is sue everybody, like, indiscriminately. Oh, and you also have to have a big truck. Yes. I mean... With, with, with truck with, balls. With truck nuts. With truck balls, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't drive, so, you know, I mean, it's going to be purely ornamental. Yeah. You actually, it's you get extra points if it doesn't have wheels on it, it's in the driver's <laughs> Like Elon. Yeah, sitting on fucking bricks. Okay, I'll, I'll put it on cinder blocks in yeah. the backyard. And, and he, the funny thing is that there's so much movie news this week. Like, I've got more movie news. You'd think that would be enough, right, guys? But nope. There's more. We have AMC and Universal Studios back in the news. You guys remember uh, Trolls World Tour, right? I yeah. mean, I remember that it exists. It, I don't but, think we watched yeah. it. Yeah. Did you know that that movie basically made AMC say they will never show another Universal th- movie in their theaters again? Yeah. I do remember Why? something like that because they were like, yeah, we made so much money streaming this thing that, you know, we, we made more than we would in theaters or something like that. So. so, well, the main thing about it was that they had an agreement to show Trolls World Tour in theaters. But because of the fact of all the work they'd already done advertising, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. They decided that it would be it's more cost efficient for them to basically say, fuck theaters. We're going straight to video on demand. We've already advertised the hell out of this. And I mean, they advertised the hell out of it. They had a marathon coming up at Universal Studios based on Trolls World Tour. Like they were doing a lot of stuff advertising the product. And so they did that, and they made a shit ton of money. And then Universal's like, we need to probably rethink the idea of on-demand being only something we do later. Or for, like, lower-budget films. And AMC did not like those words. (laughs) They're like, don't take money out of my mouth. Do you keep money in your mouth? Sometimes. Ew. 
<laughs> we were just talking about the udon noodle bills. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that gives it flavor, though. So, oh, yeah. So the way it used to be before is if a studio had a deal to show a film, um, the, theater, the studios could not put the film on VOD until 90 days after the release date. So if it came out like in uh, like September, that's three months later, it would basically be able to come out into the theaters or come out into video on demand. So there's been some negotiation between AMC and Universal. And while a lot of the details are not being disclosed because there's some back-end money dealing where like apparently I think AMC's gonna get some money from the video on demand. But the new rule is Universal is allowed to release contractually theater playing movies on demand within 17 days of it going to of it coming out which is insane mm -hmm. i mean that's still kind of hamstringing the whole theater business it's pointless i think the general idea and concept is is that the theaters people are like jim once the coronavirus is over are still going to want to go to theaters it's an experience that they enjoy and I think with the theaters getting a little bit on the back end during a contractual period, I'm guessing, for on-demand sales anyway, it, it still makes sense to them. Uh, but, I mean, this is definitely going to hurt some lower-budget films that aren't like the, we need to see this in a crowd. But, I mean, how many of Universe's films, besides, you know, Fast and the Furious and Jurassic Park, are, like, blockbusters that draw a crowd? Well, what if AMC, instead of trying to do, and Regal also, instead of trying to do the theater experience in the theater, changes their business model to bringing the theater experience to your house? Like, they can overcharge you for a soda, oh and then they can give you stale-as-fuck pretzels with disgusting cheese straight to your home, and then throw a stink bomb in your window. Like a subscription box yeah. in theaters? And the, but they throw a stink bomb through your window can the at the candy, end of it. Can the chocolate bars you get at the theater that get sent to you also be white and powdery from being in the counter? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. No, they're, they're, they're not theater red vines until they've shattered. <laughs> Are these raisinets supposed to be white? Yeah, they're seasonal. As in, like, five yeah, seasons yeah. before. White-ish chocolate. Mmm, a favorite. <laughs> I mean... Here's the thing. I, I, I think that this is a situation in which theaters are probably not going to be able to fully recover as a result of this pandemic. And the fact that we're going back into it makes it really hard. Um, I honestly would be very surprised if we start seeing like films not going right to video on demand, even if they're a little bit better and bigger, because it's, it's shown that it works. So whatever deal AMC had to do in the background to keep themselves alive and making money, even if they're not showing movies in theaters, like more power to them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I will rent movies on demand. Like I, I literally just got around to renting uh, The Color Out of Space with my, my favorite actor, Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely fantastic. 10 out of 10. Uh, you're not going to find a better movie. And it was only three bucks for me to rent it. And I could do it from the safety of my own home. I have a good TV. Um, I wound up watching it on my Kindle anyway. Uh, so, you know, it's it's an experience. <laughs> was that one of those 4D movies with the realistic um, movie theater experience where somebody sneezes directly into your mouth while you're trying to watch? Uh, yeah, but that was Misty. Uh, <laughs> she just likes to do that. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, I do want to talk a little bit. I don't want to go into detail about everybody mentioned in the Emmy nominations because you wanted to talk about it. We, we might get to that. But there is something I do want to say about the 2020 Emmy nominations. From the major categories, the major ones, I'm not talking about like the best makeup or best special effects. I'm just talking about the major categories. Around half and a little bit over half of them are actually from streaming categories. Like they are not of course they are. movie movies or sorry, TV shows or things like that. They are like Netflix originals or Hulu originals or HBO Max originals and things like that. And so it's very interesting to see that it is basically a major shift to the point where half, half of the major titles that are, that are nominated are streamers. Of course they are. Because look at us. Well, well, I don't know. I I don't really see a, a distinction to be made between films and, and series that are made for television everyone has access to or television that some people have access to. Well, the, main, the main thing that I see about this is, is it has less to do with the fact of what the public wants because the public has fully accepted streamers. And it more has to do with what the academies are accepting. Because there was a major push for the concept that a digital platform television show isn't the same thing and should not be considered. And I mean, it's it's not even just that. It's also limited series, which are the exact same way. Uh, like the fact that Fargo, when they made the TV series, got a lot of, of stuff. And so did uh, True Detective because it was the idea of like, is this a short like miniseries? Or is it a TV series with multiple seasons? And so that kind of distinction caused fights, like between like you know what's considered, what's not. And so there's there's a lot of infighting in the academy as to who should get an award, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I I think it's all, I mean, like this is probably me just being a layman, but I I think it's just a little silly. I mean, whether it's made for a mass market or for a streaming service, you know, quality content is quality content. Um, you know, you, you take a show like BoJack Horseman, which was made for Netflix, like there's not really anything else like it anywhere else. I don't necessarily think it would find a, a market on, you know, a, a regular channel, but there it is doing really well on Netflix, despite the fact that it was canceled. It was just an amazing show. Well, yeah, I but that was definitely on the part of Netflix. That wasn't on the part of the creators. Like the creators were like, Yeah, we'll keep going if you want us to and Netflix was like, No, we'll wrap it up. I, I will specifically say that when it comes to Project Horseman and that comment that there hasn't been anything before that, you clearly haven't seen the critic. <laughs> because that show yeah, is I've, a I've spiritual seen it. father to Bojack Horseman. It really is. I, I've My seen love. that and the the only other one I could think of that's kinda like it was Duckman. Um, yeah, so I mean, you know, maybe I was a little hasty, but I, you know, those were kind of older shows. I haven't really seen anything like them recently, so they kind of fell out of my brain. I I would say, to be honest, between the three of them, the critic fits more as a spiritual, like, predecessor, as opposed to Duckman, because Duckman was literally off the wall insanity. It didn't follow a general concept or story, whereas the critic was like the... (laughs) More like a hyper-realistic, like, downfall of a person who literally hates their life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the main thing I remember about The Critic was that it did a crossover with The Simpsons. So, like, that's how long ago I saw it. I know I've seen most of it, but well, the main you know thing I that I remember is The Simpsons episode. Well, the, so. main, the main thing that I remember is that it stinks. <laughs> 
It stinks. You know what yeah. I was a really big fan of was uh, Dr. Katz. That was yeah. great. I don't know if that would really kind of fit It doesn't in the fit the vein. Bojack. It's not quite it's, as depressing. Dr. Katz was a spiritual it was a dry... predecessor to home movies. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It was a dry humor, oh, but not movies. depressing. Yeah. And Coach I, would, McGregor. I would say home movies is a spiritual predecessor to um, the, oh gosh, what's the name of that, that show? Uh, Big Mouth. Oh yeah, home movies is definitely a spiritual predecessor to that, but like work, like home, like home movies is so much more wholesome. We're <laughs> <laughs> just saying something. Yeah, but there are some things I do want to talk about within the categories just a little bit. Um, for instance, with regards to the um, what is it, the outstanding variety talk series? I mean, that's good. That's pretty much like who's going to lose to John Oliver, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to win that again, right? We're, we're pretty much just a lock, right? Also, I, I hope so. He really deserves really it. I love John Holder. Yeah. All of the people at the Outstanding Variety Talk Series are nominated are all dirty liberals. And none of them are, are Fox News guys. I will, I will say that of the people that probably deserve it most, it would be John Oliver to me, followed by uh, Trevor Noah, mm-hmm. followed by Samantha Bee, followed by Stephen Colbert, and then Jimmy Kimmel Live gets an honorable mention. And the only reason why Stephen Colbert is so low on the list is because it's not his intent so much anymore. It's just he's been forced to. <laughs> you know, like, he's... Like, I'm not talking about, like, the world being changed. I just... I have to because the world is so horrible. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that same feeling. The Stephen Colbert report closed, and he was all like, oh, now I can stop being Stephen Colbert. And it's all like... I'm sorry, what's happening in the world now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was retiring. Yeah, honestly, like, from time to time, stuff will happen on the news. Stuff will happen in the world. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of glad George Carlin didn't live to see this shit because he'd die all over again from my heart attack. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We'd get at least That's seven bad. or eight more comedy specials out of him first. So, uh, <laughs> Was there was there anything else you guys want to talk about in the Emmys? Monica wants to talk about something for about thirty minutes. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I'm looking through the uh, through the nominations here. I've seen like three of these shows. Um, so no, you guys go right ahead. Three? What three? <laughs> um, well, uh, the Good Place. Okay. Uh, which I I only just recently uh, started watching. Um, I've seen a couple episodes of Blackish. And uh, what was the other one? I mean, apart from the uh, uh, last week tonight. Uh, no, apparently only two. Not Stranger Oh, Mandalorian. Things? Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Not What We Do in the Shadows? You need to watch What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, you'd really enjoy it, Jimmy. Oh, I'm sure I would. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I would also definitely recommend Watchmen. The, the TV show, although, you know, not really approved by the, the creator, was actually a really enjoyable uh, and solid, in my opinion, successor to the comic books more than the movie was. Right. Not really a big fan um, of the, uh, the movie? of the Watchmen there. Yeah. The well, series. no, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy the movie. I've read a little bit of the comic. I, I don't know. I guess I'm just not not into the whole grim and gritty sensibility of it. Oh, fair enough. I mean, it's not enough wiener for you. No, too much wiener for him. 
Not definitely not enough either. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, did you want to talk about the good place, Monica? Since you were like bringing it up. No, I'm just minutes? like really excited for Ted Dan- for Ted Danson and the you Good don't Place. Think he's and... gotten an Emmy before. No, I'm just excited that he's got another one coming up at the end of his career. I think Jason should have got an Emmy nomination for the Good Jason Place. Jason was good. Um, Cheekbones for days. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what we do in the shadows? Super funny. No. Um, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Uh, I couldn't get into it. I really just couldn't. Um, the docu-series thing, like, it's a hit or miss with me sometimes, and it, that didn't really sit with me. There's a lot of really good things in here. But moving on for the last thing I want to talk about today, it's actually a TV show uh, related in theory. So we're all here fans of Rick and Morty. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love that show. So did you know the voice of Summer, Spencer Grammer, is actually Kelsey Grammer's daughter. So um, I only found out about that today after reading an article about what happened to her. Um, so I had no idea prior. Oh, okay. So you're well informed. Yeah. No, I had no idea prior. <laughs> Me either. But what a hero she is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, absolutely. Just, uh, my God. I um, It was posted to my Facebook, and I was just like, oh, my God. So the, the, just for the people who don't know about this, uh, uh, Spencer Grammer, the daughter of Spencer Grammer and star of Rick and Morty as Summer uh, Sanchez. Not Summer Sanchez, Summer... Um, what's Jerry's last name? Who cares? Okay, fair enough. Smith. Summer Smith. It's, it's Smith. It's Jerry Smith. So, Summer Smith, Morty Smith. So um, she was at a New York restaurant with a friend. And if you're in Los Angeles and you're wondering how are they eating in restaurants, uh, New York has done a better job than California. Moving on. Um, a person wanted to get a drink and the servers wouldn't serve them. Uh, they couldn't serve them, and uh, they started getting very vocal and aggressive with the staff. So, um, you know, Spencer Grammer uh, basically walked over and tried to, like, calm the situation down, and the person pulled out, like, a knife and actually stabbed Spencer and her friend at the scene. Uh, Spencer had a laceration on her arm, and her friend was actually stabbed in the back. All because a person wanted a drink and couldn't get it. And it's so ridiculous. And the thing that really... Well, she's fine, by the way, in case anyone's worried. She, she's all fine. It's probably like maybe a couple stitches and bandaged up and nothing really to worry about for her and her friend. But like her, her statement afterwards of, my friend and I did what anyone else would do in the same situation. That's not true. And it's just... It's like, <laughs> several others, predominantly women, were also attempting to prevent the altercation from escalating. So she's trying to like, one take the tension off of her saying more mm-hmm. we're doing it and then say that this is a reasonable thing that anyone would have done in the situation and that just you got to love hearing about people who even regardless of the level of celebrity and being the daughter of kelsey Grammer is pretty good celebrity level mm-hmm. even if she wasn't so amazing as summer on rick and morty like the fact that she's so level-headed is so impressive and so selfless well look who her amazing. dad was like he was well, so let's not go too much into that because technically there was a recent thing this year about him being canceled. Everybody's so. canceled, though. Yeah. Well. Except Trump. Trump canceled canceling. You didn't hear? No, I, oh. I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware that we couldn't cancel people anymore. Are you okay there? Yeah, I, I know that uh, that Kelsey Grammer is problematic for a couple reasons. I, I still enjoy his earlier work. Oh, um, you know, Fraser's great. Cheers is great. I, I get that, you know, people aren't. Uh, 
really on board with him right now and, and that's fine but uh you know i i don't know uh, how she is with all that so um wouldn't want to take anything away from her because of that my point being that she grew up with him as a father uh he's a very intelligent level-headed person in general um especially in his early works on his show the way he's portrayed there and i'm sure that bleeds into his day-to-day -day life and the intelligence level had to have gone into her at some point as well uh, every time i've ever seen her at conventions and every time she's uh she did, like given interviews she's always been very friendly and kind mm -hmm. to the, the people that, that interview her so i'm really just impressed with her just generally and now I'm even more so but yeah no yeah it's, it's it's i would like to think that in the same situation i would stand up but, you know, it's it's a situation where you have to actually be there to see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, I think it's just one of those situations where you don't really expect it to go quite the way it went. Like, it seems like a reasonable thing to do. The just reasonable... To, just to step up and say, hey, hey, you know, down. knock that off. You don't know that the guy's going to pull a knife. I mean, that's always a possibility or a gun. Well, but... I mean, it, it, you know, it's New York. Who knows? Um, but still, like, you know, it, it's it's reasonable to try to talk someone down from an, an escalated situation. Yeah, and I would like to think that most people would do the same thing, but I, I don't know. I don't think most people would. It would be nice if we lived in that kind of world, but I, I don't think we do. Well, I, I know that a lot of people are super, um, you know, mind your own business, in spe especially in bigger uh, city locations, Los Angeles, New York. Where they're like, if you know, if I get involved in this shit, then you know, who who knows what could happen? I could get hurt or whatever. Because I mean, a lot of people are right out there for themselves, and a lot of people are more violent than you than you think that they are. And um, anybody that's willing to stand up and and help try to deescalate a situation is doing a exceedingly brave act, and should be recognized for doing so. Oh, yeah. But we can't even get people just to put, you know, a piece of fabric on their face to, you know, <laughs> potentially help their community lately. So, you know. Oh, no, but you're breathing in your carbon dioxide and poisoning yourself. Yeah. Isn't oh, it amazing? The, uh, the flimsy uh, fabric mask that can, you know, hold in all your carbon dioxide, but doesn't stop you breathing out the virus. Because yeah, that's you're, how you're making works. yourself sick and so, also 5G. Be careful. Someone's going to hear you say that and think you're being serious because they just don't have the ability in their brain to function as a human being to understand that that's bullshit that's complete bullshit yeah well i mean like if there's bacteria in your mask it's because you haven't washed your mask you need to wash those things or change them much like any other piece of fabric you would have against your body i mean i've coughed up blood in mine several times what <laughs> jesus <laughs> I'm dying of something, but it's not COVID-19. Yeah, that's not a symptom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting you some help, buddy. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I think we're going to end it there because I think we covered a lot of stuff and I don't want to go on for two hours. But thank you guys so much for joining us. I hope you guys really enjoyed the Penelope Bourbon. Oh, yeah. That, oh. that was a definitely a, a positive it note was. to start the uh, evening off with. Yes, and just getting to talk with you guys has been fantastic. Aww. I think that um, when we try the barrel strength one, we should have it with them so they're going to be a, a basis for comparison. Ooh. Well, it's going to be in a, in a bit, so we're not going to do it like next week. Well, right, but when we do. When we do, yeah. So you guys have to take that into consideration when we come back. Sounds good. Because it'll be similar, but it will be stronger. Oh, yeah. I saw the numbers on that bottle. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like stronger. Jim will be all about that. Well, thank you guys so much, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for making it all the way to the end. Uh, for making it all the way to the end, here is a little extra tidbit for you. The moose flies on Tuesday. The moose flies on Tuesday. And only you know that because you listened all the way to the end, listeners. Are we doing the end bits? Here, here's a, a an end bit. Owls are stupid. Was that the same one as last time? Well, yeah, because we definitely had them last time. <laughs> well, thank you guys again, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Forsooth Podcast is a trademark of Five Fire Monkeys Entertainment. Forsooth Podcast is brought to you by Five Fire Monkeys Entertainment. No badgers were hurt in the recording or producing of Forsooth Podcast. If you or anyone you know was offended by this podcast, please contact your local congressman.